We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you have not left us to try to figure out things on our own, but you have worked. You have instigated a relationship with us. You've done everything for us, and we get the opportunity to respond to you every moment of every day. May we just hear your voice. May we respond to you uh, by the strength of your spirit this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you're into titles, I did entitle the message, as you see, Dedicated to God. And I think this time of the year, we all spend some time... I'm used to you over here, so it's kind of different. I'll get used to it. We are creatures of habit, so... (laughs) So this time of the year, we start reflecting upon the previous year. We start reviewing our life. And, and if you've been alive long enough, you're always like, i got to do better, right? I mean, th- that's usually our, our response is, you know, hopefully, though, you've got, looked back and you've seen the faithfulness of God. And I would encourage you, if you haven't done that yet, take some time to look back and see the faithfulness of God. I would also encourage you every day to say, Lord, how have you shown your faithfulness to me? But we sit there and we look at and go, what does this next year bring? How can I be more successful? In air quotes, that's really important. <laughs> so we look at what? Physical fitness, you know, losing weight, savings, home improvement, and health. These are many things that top what we would call New Year's resolutions. And if it's the fifth already, so if you made any, you've probably broken them already. That's why I told, I told Laura we're going to wait until after the fifth and she goes back to work and our routine's normal again. Then we can look at resolutions. <laughs> But in the church, we look to the new year for hopefully an increased understanding of God. I hope we say, hey, Lord, I want to grow in your grace this year. I want to know you more. We also hopefully are looking for a way that we can have closer relationship with one another, how we can be part of the body of Christ and to build one another up in love. And then we're also waiting in anticipation for God to work on those people who have not yet believed in him. As we go out into the world and we meet our neighbors and we meet our coworkers and we meet people in the grocery store, maybe you have a favorite barista at a coffee shop. And you start creating relationship with them and you start praying for them. You have these things. Maybe it's time to to take a pray and watch and say, Lord, I'm going to pray for these people this year. And you put it somewhere. I'm going to pray for this person. And you wait in anticipation for that person to receive the goodness of God and the plan of salvation for their life. Now, we read with King Solomon today. And and thank you, Callie. You got got a lot to read today. So uh, I... I was going to apologize, but I'm not really that sorry. So, but <laughs> And not all the passages are that long. So if you want to read, you can sign up in the back. Um, people might be scratching their name off. I should grab that before. <laughs> They're usually not that long. I, I felt somewhat, well, not really. But anyway, so. But we read that, that King Solomon desired wisdom and the ability to lead God's people. He was not only dedicating the temple at this time, it was all around that time. He was dedicating his life to God. Solomon had been following the Lord, however, after his father, like David did. And we know that that David was honored by God, said, you're a man that's after my own heart. You're someone who pursues the things of God. Solomon followed in his footsteps, for the most part, we know. I mean, just think if someone were to write your life story and all your dirty laundry was open for thousands of generations to, to read. You know, these poor guys, you know, they, oh, well, thank you, Jesus, that he's, he's uh, not accounting those things to us anymore. But he knew, Solomon knew that he needed to refocus and reset and make sure that going forward, his, his attention and his desires and his plans were set on God's intentions, desires, and plans. 
King Solomon responds to the goodness of the Lord by dedicating his life to the service of the heavenly king. Yet, King Solomon knew that he needed divine intervention to lead in a godly manner. What did he say? He said, Lord, I don't even know. I need wisdom. I can't lead these people that are your people. He was desperate and dependent upon God. Now, here's a fact. If you're into facts, we are completely dependent upon God for anything good in our lives. We don't like to hear that. Well, some of us really do. I like that. As you come to realize, hey, everything that's good is because of God. Yes. Everything that makes you smile, everything that's been faithful, where he's seen you through trial, it's all because of God. In fact, if you are breathing today, it's because God is good. The Apostle Paul, we read, lays down the foundation of blessing that God has blessed us, you and I, with everything in Jesus Christ in the heavenly places. Do you ever feel like that? I am completely blessed in all the riches of heaven in Christ. And I think we go, oh, well, that would be nice someday. And I think that the Lord wants to say, it's going to be great someday. It's going to be better someday. But I want to bless you now. And I am blessing you now. Open your eyes and see that we would ask as we go forward this year, Lord, help me to see your ways in greater measure. But Paul explains that we were chosen, adopted, purchased, redeemed, blessed, that's just the name of you, and loved by God. The first three chapters of Ephesians go on and on about the wonderful blessing to be a child of God and how God has done all of this for you and for me through Jesus Christ. So our boast is in Christ, who loved us and gave his life as a ransom. So then we see in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul encourages us to say, hey, because of all this, this is how you get to walk. Not, okay, here's some rules for how to walk. It's like, hey, because of who you are in Christ, look how that looks now in life. You get to walk like this. Now, I think we need to tread lightly when we talk about dedicating our lives to the Lord. Because we never want it to be about our work. We always want it to be about our response and the empowering of the Holy Spirit to help us walk in the manner that God is calling us to. But it's all about God. We have really nothing to bring to the table. And that's hard for us. Well, i got to have something. Not really. Everything that you have that's good, that's profitable, is because of Jesus Christ. We want to make sure that when we make vows or commitments to follow the Lord, we understand that we cannot do this on our own. Nor did we decide to grow in Christ on our own. You didn't wake up one day and go, you know what, I think I'm going to you know, grow in Christ. That was the work of God in your life. It is important that we see, though, that there is a practice of dedication or presenting oneself or everything in their life to the Lord. Uh, David said near the end of his life, King David said, he goes, all I have is from your hand. Nothing have I gained on my own. In Luke 2, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus, as was the custom, to the temple to be dedicated to the Lord. This is what happens when we baptize children. It was the faith of the parents bringing the, the Christ child or bringing the child to be presented to God. The parents in baptism, they come before the Lord to present their child, committing their child to the Lord. They say, hey, this is because of you. You've blessed me, and I want to make sure that I live my life in a way that raises this child to understand how great the blessing of God is. 
This is also when we dedicate or baptize, either whether it be a child or an adult or a teenager or a middle schooler or whatever age you might be. This is also a public proclamation that what God has entrusted to them, they are going to be good stewards of that. God wants to give people gifts in baptism. When they present your, yourself to the Lord, God says, I want to meet you there. I'm going to bless you. I, I love that. In fact, the fact that you even want to present yourself to me is because I've worked in your life and I've given you the ability to respond rightly. It is a charge to the body of believers, back to the infant baptism, to, or anybody who's getting baptized publicly. It's a charge to you and I, the family, the local church, to pray for that person, for that child, for those parents to commit to pouring our efforts into nurturing the grace of God into the life of a child. This dedication to the Lord is serious stuff and very necessary. We bring a child in faith, expecting God to pour His grace and plant the seeds of faith in the child. You as an adult, you come before, maybe you say, hey, I, I need to rededicate, or I need to come, I'm at this place in my life where, yeah, I know, I, I just need to be right with the Lord, and I need to move forward in a better way. Well, when you do that, God is meeting you. He's brought you to that point, and He is always faithful and will never let you down. God honors when we dedicate to Him. Maybe this year you want to dedicate more things to God. By the way, he owns it all anyway, so whatever. You know, it's already his. Maybe 2019 brought a spiritual awakening, and you want to respond to as the Holy Spirit prompts. Lastly, we want to notice that Simeon was able to die in peace because he had seen the salvation of the Lord. By the way, you and I, when we receive the free gift of salvation, that, that, that is prompted by the work of the Holy Spirit upon us, we now have peace with God because of what Jesus has done, and we now can die in peace. In fact, we're told, as we look at the Bible study this morning in Galatians 2.20, that I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. In the life that I live, I now live by faith that I am living in Christ. And that my flesh is dead because my life has been changed and is now dedicated and on a path to the Lord by the work of the Holy Spirit through the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is the focal point of all that we do. And He is the sure target, not the one in Idaho Falls. He's the sure target that the Holy Spirit is bringing us to. If you have a heart and a desire to see Jesus more, that's because the Holy Spirit is drawing you to that. And He will not disappoint. He will not let you down. Now, sometimes we don't like the way that that happens. Sometimes there are things that happen in our life, there are circumstances that, that, that happen that we're like, oh man, this is horrible. But then we can look back and go, if it weren't for that, I would not have seen the glory of the Lord the way I see it now. And sometimes when we're in a body of close friends and believers, we make the mistake of trying to shield others from the exact thing that they need to go through that needs to be stripped away from them so that they can see the glory of the Lord. Now, I'm not saying we don't help out. I'm not saying we don't get involved with one another. I'm not saying that we don't pray for one another. But what I'm saying is you can't fix everything for people. You can't even fix yourself. So what makes you think you're qualified to fix somebody else? As we continually seek the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we notice that the work of the Spirit is always, always, always drawing us to see Jesus. And to me, I love the way God has set it up because it's very simple. 
Is this thing, this activity, this season in your life, this thing that you're doing, does it draw you to be thankful and to see Jesus more clearly? Or are you focused on something else? And if we could take the time to step back and assess and go, okay, is this drawing me to Jesus? Yes, then it's a work of the Holy Spirit. If it's not drawing me to Jesus, then guess what? We need to get rid of it. But I like this. I know. How can you, if you can't be drawn to Jesus in it, then it's not good for you. I know that God is inviting every one of us to see Jesus more clearly and to be aware of his presence in every aspect of our lives. Listen, we come to the Lord's table today and we know that he is present in the elements. We believe that. We believe that the very presence of Christ is there and that he has gifts and he wants to affirm his forgiveness. He wants to affirm that he's chosen you, that he's adopted you. He wants to affirm to you that you are forgiven and that you're a new creation in Christ. But listen, that's a very tangible way. He also is with you and present with you when you're not at the table. And I think sometimes we, we miss that. We miss that Jesus is always with us. He tells us, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. He says he ever lives to make intercession for us. When we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That cleansing is something he's continually doing. If you look at the language, it's always happening. We're coming before and recognizing, oh, look what Jesus is doing. How great and glorious our God is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I can make it through the rest of the week. But I know that pretty soon I'm going to need to get back here and be reminded it's all about Jesus. We are in a world today that tries to take you away from anything that focuses on Jesus. How many of you feel that there's a battle just to commit to coming to church on a regular basis? I would raise my hand, but I guess I'm supposed to be here. But no, but, I mean, but the reality is there, there is a battle. There was a time when I served as a music leader that we did midweek service. It was like a year that I'm like, I don't want to go. I just don't want to go. I have to go, but I don't want to go. But I'll tell you this. Every time I walked through the doors, every time I started strumming the guitar and I started singing with others, I knew, oh, thank you, Lord. You're meeting me here and you're giving me the strength to carry on another day. I know that God wants us to grow in his grace and to offer our lives to helping one another grow in that grace and intentionally offer that grace to those who do not know Jesus. Sometimes we don't want to give grace to, to the jerk on the freeway, right? I mean, especially when it snows. I don't understand. I remember when we lived in Idaho before, I was astounded at just people decided it's time to drive faster when it snows. And it hasn't changed. They're like, I got four-wheel drive truck. Yeah, but it's empty in the back, so I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> you know, and, but it astounds me. And, and, but my heart isn't graced towards those people often. You know, I'm trying to get a cart in the grocery store, and people just keep, I'm like, come on. Trying to, well, you have to have a lot of grace to get a, a parking spot at Walmart. So anyway, that's a, do we get a pass on Walmart maybe? I don't know. I'm looking for that. I get a pass on dress code at Walmart. Okay, so side. <laughs> but I pray that we. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just. <laughs> yeah, I got to move on. So, but <laughs> God loves people at Walmart. Okay, that's all I got to say. <laughs> and we should too. <laughs> I mean, okay, no, um, 
But uh, how do you segue to something serious now? Okay. But we're going to take the Lord's Supper today. And I want to encourage you, on the back of the card, it kind of says what we believe about communion. Um, we believe that if you uh, confess that you're a sinner and that you're in need of saving and that you've received the gift that Jesus Christ offers you and that you believe that the very presence of, of God and Christ is in there in the elements, we know that Jesus longs to meet you at the table. And so we encourage you. You know, you might say, oh, I don't feel worthy. Well, then you need to be at the table. Let me tell you something. That's the time I think most that we need to be at the table. In fact, you feel like you're worthy to take the Lord's Supper, I'd say you probably don't come. <laughs> because you need to know, oh man, I need, to, I need to experience Jesus in a real way. I need to hear his voice. And that happens at the table. That happens when we gather together. So I want to encourage you in that. I pray that we would respond to God, that we would dedicate our lives, our children, our family, our church, and our community to God. And this isn't like, oh, look, I'm going to dedicate this all to the Lord. That's not what it's about. It's like, Lord, I'm bringing this to you. And just like Solomon, I need help. I can't even dedicate my own life without you doing it in my life. I can't dedicate my kids. I can't dedicate my family without you working in their lives. So, Lord, I'm completely dependent and desperate for you. But I know that I know that I know you are going to meet me. And you are going to help me. And I don't have to do this on my own. Because not only are you with me, but you've given me lovely people to surround me and to help me as we go forward. May we not move from this place today until we know and have received the goodness of God, His wonderful gifts of grace, peace, and immeasurable joy that Jesus has for now, continuing forever. Let's take a moment. I know that God is working. He says that in His Word. I, I don't have to, to, to guess on this. And He wants us to respond. And again, you know, often the reason we fail so much on New Year's resolutions is because we try to do it in our own strength. And we're trying to do things that are temporal. Not that they're bad, like, you know, getting a savings plan, being healthier. Those are good things. But God wants to meet you and help you in those. But if you ignore the spiritual, you're missing out. And I believe the Holy Spirit is calling each one of us Every day, by the way, it's not just the first of the year. It's just great timing, right? But every day, say, I want to show you the goodness of Christ in greater measure. And he'll give us that desire, and he will meet us faithfully. So let's just take a moment and say, okay, Lord, here I am.